0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Johnny, and welcome to episode 40 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. Uh, this week, we're going to do something that we've never done before, but I'm really excited about.
1: Is I have uh, Ben Finnegan back on the podcast. What's up, Ben? Hey, uh, thanks for having me back on the podcast, Johnny. And I must say, I've been here eight full days, and I've got a ton done.
0: Well, that's actually the whole reason why I wanted you on. It wasn't because we couldn't find another guest. It was because I really want to hear the story.
1: Well, first of all, I've got to say that I've been having the best month ever for my dropshipping store since I started it last September. And so far, uh, in the five days that I've been out here, I've made $368 profit uh, since turning on my PLA ads five days ago. Uh, you know what? I, I told you to do that.
0: Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to say I told you so, but I was like, dude, turn on your freaking ads. And I, originally you thought it was going to take you a month to, to start making sales again. Um, but I mean, it was, I mean, how many days after?
1: Uh, I actually made my first sale just 45, uh, 40, yeah, 45 hours after turning it on, I got my first sale.
0: Okay. I mean, that's a good thing that you don't, like, you don't have to wait that long. But you know what? Even though you've, there's a lot, I wanna talk about all the things that you've accomplished this last week, mm-hmm. but also by just having you here, I've actually accomplished a lot of cool things too. So uh, let's kind of just get straight into it. I mean, because, Back in the U.S.,
1: how much would you actually accomplish during a, a typical week? Oh, man. My my productivity, it, I thought it was good back in the States, but now that I'm out here, it's way, way higher. Just things like mm, uh, going to the store and picking up groceries and then preparing those groceries and then cooking. Since I've been out here, I've had... Just because of that one scenario, I've saved more than fifteen hours per week because I don't have to do any of that. Instead, I just go to a go to a, a shop, grab something to eat, and I'm out. And I'm able to spend more time in the office working and able to have more fun time uh, doing what I want. So, I actually, took my first full day off um, since I started dropshipping in September and on Sunday I I even though I worked a little bit uh, I got to work on stuff that I wanted to work on so I got to work on my blogs opposed to working on my drop shipping stores and stuff like that
0: uh, so you make two really good points uh, first off the no laptop Sunday rule uh, that's something I've been implementing uh, pretty much since I started my store because I was really tempted to you know to work seven days a week 10 hours a day or 12 hours a day but your actual productivity goes down if you continue to do that for too long. So it's been over a year now. Every Sunday uh, I take a complete day off from even opening my laptop. The only time I'll, I'll open my laptop is if I have to get directions somewhere or, or if I want to watch a movie on it or something. But as far as uh, business or even Facebook, I just don't go
1: on it for, for an entire day. Yeah, that that's something that I'm not able to do yet because I'm still bootstrapping. I'm still really trying to make it work. So... On Sunday, I didn't do anything with my drop shipping store, but I did spend time to write a blog post for uh, one of my two new blogs. Right. And we're going to get into that in a second, but I, honestly, man, I, I really believe that. I mean, maybe
0: you can get away with it for, for a few weeks in the beginning, but eventually it'll catch up with you. Like having that break, that mental break once a week, I guarantee you in the big scope of things, you will actually be more productive.
1: Yeah, I I actually, I've been going to the office at about 6.30 in the morning and then leaving uh, around nine o'clock at night From Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, I left a little earlier, so I was doing like fourteen-hour days and really hitting it hard. I've got a lot done, but I definitely needed that rest day. You
0: know, that's to people listening that have a normal nine-to-five job back home. That sounds like a terrible life.
1: (laughs) But uh, to be honest, I had so much fun. It was it was really like one of the best weeks in terms of like uh, meeting new people and just having a fun time doing stuff that I like to do. You know,
0: I I think the exact same way I've been, you know, really putting in hours these last couple of weeks, uh, you know, getting work done. But it's because I know that Three weeks from, from now, actually two weeks from today, I'm going to go to Europe and I'm going to spend the whole summer, you know, really not doing that much work. And even next weekend, uh, well actually this weekend, I'm going to Pai, which is a small, uh, I guess it's a town, uh, village. <laughs> a little village, a few hours outside of Chiang Mai. I'm going with my girlfriend and we're staying at a, a really cool uh, little hotel resort that... Every single person who's ever been there has mentioned how how great it was. So when I get back from that, I'll I'll talk more about that on another episode. Uh, But, I mean, really, it's just going to be four days of not doing any work and relaxing. So I really wanted to crush it before that. Um, And and I think, you know, you kind of have the same mindset where right now you're just starting out. You know, you want to start crushing it as much as you can.
1: Yeah. I mean... uh (laughs) This has been a really good week so far, and I hope that it carries over throughout the month because so far I made, like I said, three hundred and sixty-eight dollars in profit. But you know that's really not enough uh, to live here if I don't uh, continue to kill it the rest of the rest of the weeks in the month. So um, I'm really going to focus like another one or two weeks on my blogs, and then uh, I'm going to hit it hard on my e-commerce store.
0: Okay, I mean. To to a lot of people, they're probably thinking, why don't you just focus first on your e-commerce store since it's up and running, it's already making money. Why not just get that to, you know, to double that and then you can
1: spend all the time you want in your blogs? Well, when, when I originally came out here, I arrived in Thailand with only $740 in cash. I wanted to arrive with more than $2,500 and give myself a buffer so I'd be able to hire staff uh, to manage my e-commerce stores and also to help me to upload products. But I made a $2,000 mistake on my way out here and landed with less cash than I wanted. So you You can actually read more about that um, on my blog, Bootstrapping HQ, and you can read about my $2,000 mistake and how you can avoid it doing one simple trick. All right, uh, I'm 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 guessing that that $2,000 mistake is
0: you missing all the all your flights, right?
1: <laughs> yes, yes. So what happened was I after I listened to Veer's podcast, uh, podcast with Johnny, I immediately bought a ticket one for one month later and sent my passport out to the embassy to get a new visa. But what happened was there was some political instability in Thailand and they had a coup. And so somehow my visa ended up taking way longer uh, to arrive, and, and I ended up having to lose um, my first ticket. And so it wasn't a big deal. I ended up losing about $300 of value because I bought it through, uh, through CheapTickets.com. And so I bought a one-way ticket. It cost about uh, $800, and I lost about $300 of value, so I had it, some credit. And then I rescheduled my ticket for two weeks later and I I was like, okay, perfect. Two weeks, that should be plenty of time for my visa to arrive. Two weeks roll around, uh, no visa yet. Uh, They still hadn't sent it to me and so I ended up losing uh, all that money, about $600 in change fees and then I bought my third ticket. It was a non-refundable ticket through Delta and I was like, okay, this is it. This is this is this is the ticket. This is what's going to get me there. Ended up finding a great deal. It was only nine hundred dollars for a round trip, and big bummer, my visa still didn't arrive. So I ended up uh, calling and and uh, faxing the the visa agency, or actually the embassy itself, and. Although I wasn't able to talk to anybody, uh, they must have gotten my messages because they ended up sending back my visa. And luckily, they gave me my three three entry triple visa. Um, but unfortunately, I lost around two thousand dollars in ticket fees. So I have a big tip for saving that, saving all that trouble. And you know, we can go into that today. But you can read about it on my blog as well.
0: Man, I knew that you missed a couple flights, but I actually didn't know you missed three entire flights <laughs> yes. and had to come on a fourth flight. So you actually bought four tickets to come here. Yes. <laughs> and you know, it, it's insane because I actually really wanted to get to that on your, on the last episode, but we just got so into talking about all these other cool things that we actually completely forgot. And that's actually another reason why I wanted to have you on is there's so much more to share <laughs> that, that we never even got to. <laughs> uh, you know cuz we kind of went on this tangent about like health and nutrition mm-hmm. and all this all these great things that I actually you know I'm super glad that we talked about um and for for those of you who don't know so Ben you know is super into into his health and he's the first person I ever met who you know you know ate this crazy paleo way um so what I've been doing with Ben this last week is he's basically been my personal trainer <laughs> uh so for I would say my entire life, I was never able to squat correctly with, with the proper form. Uh, for those who's, who never actually squat, squat before, uh, if you try to just, I don't know, I guess squat down, but have your heels flat on the ground, uh, I would say, you know, some people can do it naturally, but for me, I mean, I was never able to do it. And I actually blame the, uh, I don't know, I guess growing up as an Asian American on that because it was really looked down upon growing up. It was, a, you know, we call it the fob squat. <laughs> Where if you, you know, crouch down, uh, you know, to rest, I, you know, it was associated with fobs, you know, fresh off the boat, you know, Chinese guys who you know, would just crouch around, smoke cigarettes or like spit on the ground. So we, I just never did it my whole life.
1: Yeah, and I have to say that Johnny, he had extreme mobility issues. And, um, you know, I'd gone through similar things myself considering I've had five major knee injuries and I've had to basically reteach myself how to walk, how to stretch, and how to squat. And so, luckily, I met Johnny uh, uh, and we went to the gym and I noticed that he had serious issues squatting. He really couldn't get down further than, um, yeah, he definitely could not get anywhere down uh, down near parallel. And, you know, he, he was having some issues. And so what we did was we worked on uh, restructuring and reengaging muscles that he had trained himself to not engage. Well, before we even get into that, I, I do thank
0: CrossFit for making me, you know, want to learn proper form and, and squat. Uh, if it wasn't for that, I never would have even, you know, tried, uh, you know, I guess like the form and mobility and things like that. So I'm really grateful for that. The downside to CrossFit is they want you to do the, you know, the workout no matter what. So you scale it or you kind of do other things to to kind of assist yourself in it. Um, which I understand, you know, they don't want you just, uh, you know, sitting out for three months while, you know, while you gain your mobility. So what they taught me was put weight plates under my heels, so I can still squat, I can still do the exercise, I can still do the workout of the day, but uh, you know while I work on my mobility. So I've been doing that for a year, and I've been really, you know, I made progress, uh, but it was such a slow progress um, that I was, you know, kind of thinking, well, this is it. There's there's no other option. Now Ben just forced me to do. He basically just said to me, he said when he was watching me do it, and I had. The uh, weight plates. He's like, no, take those away. You don't need uh, these shortcuts. You don't need any of the additional tools. He's like, just squat normally. And I said, I can't. I mean, like, I just physically cannot do it. And he said, well, if you can't do it, just do as much as you can, but don't cheat. And it was be- that was a big mindset shift where um, I always assumed, you know, it having the tool in the beginning would would benefit me, but by actually completely taking away the tool that was, that was, you know, supposedly helping me, it actually forced me to just, you know, basically just do it
1: correctly or not at all. Yeah. And that's, that's a big thing that I really enjoy about powerlifting and really enjoy about all these compound exercises is the fact that it takes away your ability to cheat. It takes away your ability to create these imbalances in your body that end up leading to injuries down the road. And so, you know, Johnny's issues with squatting depth uh, are are now he's he's mending them. But in the past, you know, if he were to do a jujitsu workout, or if he were to work on his wrestling, if if he were to try to squat down and in an intense situation, he might overexert himself and end up straining something. And so by working on. On these compound exercise lifts and doing it with correct form without taking any shortcuts, you end up stretching out all your muscles and using the entire uh, chain of muscles to it, as one unit and end up keeping yourself from having these imbalances and end up increasing your flexibility. And so now, just within the past week, Johnny has gone from not being able to squat parallel to now being able to squat parallel. And the reason why is because he's, he's taken away these crutches that before he thought were necessary, but are now he's realizing are keeping them from reaching his true goal. I mean, this is basically the
0: same Like, so in business, you can either, you know, just start right away and say, you know what, I want to start making money tomorrow. And, you know, you, you find these crutches. Like, I would say like so for dropshipping, really easy example, Right. There's these uh, dropship directories. I think there's like DOBA and then there's, I don't even know what they're called, uh, but basically what they are is, let's say you want to, to start a job shipping store, but you don't want to actually call suppliers. You don't want to actually do any of that work. You can basically pay, I don't know how much, whatever they charge uh, to be a member of this directory where they just give, you know, they just basically say, okay, you know, congratulations, you're paying 60 bucks a month. You can now sell our products. Now the downside to that, oh, well, all right, so here's the upside. Why do people even want to do that is because, you know, right away you are, an, I guess you have access to thousands of brands that you can sell right away. You know, like even big brands that you, you, you might not be able to get approved uh, of by yourself right away. But the downside of that is they are taking a huge cut. I mean, they're basically, you're the middleman. And I don't actually see it being a profitable... Business model in the long run. I mean, yeah, sure. In the beginning, you might, you know, you might be able to flip some of the stuff on eBay, or you know, <laughs> maybe get lucky on your site, But I mean, it's because people are not willing to put in that work um, in the beginning and build that solid foundation. You never really build a, a foundation with your suppliers. You never really, you know, you know, you're not really building a business. You're almost kind of just, you know, just skating by on crutches. Um, and for for one example is. So for one of my dropship stores, my oldest one, uh, I have, I think maybe, I don't know, seven or eight suppliers now. But there's one that was doing a big majority of my business. And as I got more, there's more competition now and ad prices are higher. If I had continued my same, you know, pricing model with them, I'd actually, you know, it would not be profitable now. Somebody came in now. The margins are so slim. The advertising is so expensive that you just can't make money. And the only reason why I'm able to have that store be profitable still is because I've built a really good relationship with that supplier and I've sold enough uh, with them throughout the years where I'm now at tier three pricing. So instead of having, you know, 30, whatever,
1: 33% margins, now I have like 37% margin. So that makes a huge difference. So... (laughs) to get back to health what johnny's doing now is he's doing this program called five by five starting strength and it's a program that takes you starting all the way with the bar and ends up uh, you only add about five pounds every single time you work out and so it looks really silly you know especially with johnny he's a big strong guy it looks really silly when he's in the gym for the first few months because he's working with very very light weight, but A few months down the road, uh, after everybody's already chuckled at him at the gym, they realize that he's building up strength. And he's building up these foundations and keeping himself from having any imbalances. And that's an issue a lot of people have when they first start working out is that they try to go too hard too quickly and they end up straining themselves. And so what Johnny's doing is is the uh drop shipping equivalent of uh, of of starting strength. And, and so
0: building a Yeah, he's solid building foundation. a
1: solid, solid foundation and making sure that he doesn't have any imbalances, and then that way in the future he's gonna have tremendous gains. You know, if
0: you asked me to do this five by five thing a couple of years ago, I I probably would have not understood it. I would have you know said, "No, this is stupid. I can bench 200 pounds today. Why why should I bench 40 pounds today?" And but now I don't know if it's just because I'm more mature, I'm older, or I have a better business sense, but I 100% understand it. Like the very first time you mentioned it, I I said, "Okay, I'll do it," and that was it. I decided already I was I was going to do it. I never. Said to me, research it. I never even read an article about it. It just made sense to me. You know what? Like, build a solid foundation, keep adding weight every week, you know, Focus on good form, uh, rest every, you know, only do do the exercise every other day. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. And I'll do it. That was it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and actually, for anyone listening, you can you can follow this program. You can just type in uh, five by five starting strength into Google, and you can download the app. It has a fantastic app. I I mean, there's no affiliate link or anything. So well, I'm, it's actually free. Yeah, which is it's cool. it's a hundred percent free, and so you can try it out. Uh, just make sure that you go to a gym that has a good squat rack or um, has has an equivalent, and then then you can start this program it's it's really a great place uh, to to develop strength and improve your physique
0: yeah I'll put a link to it so this is episode 40 of travel like a boss uh, and the app is called strong lifts it's free and I would say okay so if you're gonna start it this is what I would do all right I would download the app you know read you know whatever whatever's on the site and I'll, I, I don't remember the site it's Stronglifts five by five or something mm-hmm. but um Then I would just basically start going to the gym (laughs) and for the first couple of workouts, I would pay for a personal trainer. Uh, and I would tell them, i would say, look, I want to do this program. I want you to make sure I'm doing my form correctly and that's it. All right. And that's going to be their job and say, I don't, you know, whatever they, they try to sell you anything else to say, no, I just want someone to correct my form and you can even, I mean, I would even test them to be honest. I would say, can I see your squat form? Um, and if their squat form sucks, then
1: that would find another trainer, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, there's there's actually another way you can do it without getting a personal trainer, and there are some YouTube channels, particularly the YouTube channel channel of Johnny Candido from J- Candido Training HQ. <laughs> that, that's and my, he makes, my alias. No. <laughs> yeah, no, and this kid, he's one of the pound for pound strongest kids in the world. And it's incredible. At 22, he's squatting well over 500 pounds and he only weighs about 170 to 181 pounds. And so his strength to weight ratio is tremendous and he's 100% natural. And what's great about Johnny is that you, uh, Johnny Candido, <laughs> <laughs> is that you've seen him perform Progress all the way from when he started posting on YouTube at 17. Now he's 22, and he just won third place at the Worlds. And so he's a fantastic resource. And what's great is that he has good form videos. That's and awesome. a lot of people don't, don't post good form videos because anybody on YouTube can really post. But somebody like Johnny uh, Johnny Candido, uh, who you've seen his progression, you know how strong he is. He's a proven talent. You can really see how he got to be so strong. And the way he got to be so strong is by this progressive load system where he's only adding five pounds, two and a half pounds each week. And now years later, Johnny Candido is a killer. All right. So I'll link to that that Candido guy just because his name is
0: Johnny and sounds like <laughs> a legit guy. But uh, I think that's actually a very similar story on why a lot of people follow my Entrepreneur journey is because they can see from my YouTube videos just a few years ago, uh, that I was this broke fat dude that was, you know, pretty much just unhappy. I just wasn't really like a, that happy of a guy. I had a kind of a negative mindset. I definitely had a, uh, was it not like non-abundance mindset, like, um, I don't know. A scarcity a mindset. Scarcity mindset. And I think that's why a lot of people identify with me is because they can literally see that that transformation. Even if you never read my blog, and you just watch the videos. And obviously, in those videos, I wasn't trying to show that I was fat, or I wasn't trying to show that I was, you know, I was unhappy. I was trying to show the best, you know, part of me. I was like, all right, you know, check out this Muay Thai gym. You know, look how cool my my hut is. And I'm only paying ninety nine dollars for a month. And even then, you can kind of see through it. You can kind of see through. The veil of 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 happiness that I was I was putting up there, um, and now I'm I'm turning 33 in a few days,
1: and I can honestly say that this is the best year of my life. You know? Yeah, I've I've I've. <laughs> if you listen to the first podcast, you know that I've known Johnny for a couple years now, and to be honest, this is definitely the happiest i've seen him and the most content uh version of johnny i've ever seen and certainly the most positive version of johnny i've ever seen because before you know he, he was a nice guy but he would make these little underhanded comments and sort of put people down and i think that it was a lack of confidence and now seeing how confident and how um how constructive everything johnny says uh, is to not just me, but to everyone around him. He's just a really positive person and really interested in helping everyone around him. Well, before, you know, when you're unhappy, when I was unhappy, the
0: easiest way to, to feel good about our own lives is to kind of undercut other people's success. So if I see someone who, let's say they're really good at Muay Thai, I might say like, oh, you know what, it's, he has good genetics, you know, or, oh, he's lucky because of this or that. Or if somebody does well in business and say, oh, I," you know, if only if I had so-and-so, or, oh, you know, he, he got lucky. I mean, that's what a lot of people say, or, oh, you know, and it's always one of those things where, you know, we give, if you're unhappy, you find reasons why you should stay unhappy. And ever since I kind of broke that barrier, now I don't see anything as an excuse. I, I you know, obviously, you know, I'm not delusional. I know that, you know, some people have, you know, better genetics for, let's say, lifting weights, right, or, or diet. Some people happened to have a grown up in an entrepreneur family where their dad or their uncle was entrepreneur and it made, it was a good role model. Uh, I know I didn't have any of that, but at the same time, now I know that none of that helps me by me, you know, underhanding someone else's success or, you know, or making excuses doesn't help me at all. So now I just completely ignore that and say, you know what, what can I do uh, to also be successful?
1: Yeah. And that, that's something that is not just um, a reflection of Johnny's personality, but also a personality of every single person I've met at Pun Space. And I have to say that I've had more constructive criticism and made more friends uh, faster here at Pun Space than I ever have anywhere. And... I have to say that punt space itself is definitely one of the most positive places I've ever been. And nobody's putting anyone down. Everybody's saying, oh, that's a really cool idea. And hey, this is what you can do to improve it. And hey, this is what I'm doing. What are your thoughts on it? And there's a abundance mentality and not a scarcity mentality. And that's a huge thing. And that's part of why I think... Um, I've made so many sales and had so much progress in the last few days is because of just being around really positive people and feeling comfortable being myself and talking about these things that are really interesting to me. Because I know back home in California, I had nobody to talk to about business. You know, uh, my friends, family, uh, no one really was interested in what I'm interested in. And so here I am talking about and thinking and living uh all these things that that I see everyone around everyone around me living as well and that's really great
0: you know i think it's really cool that it lived up to the hype because I know you're listening to you know, the podcast for a while when you're back home. And I'm always talking about Pun Space. Uh, I'm just a normal member like everyone else. I, I don't have shares or anything. I, I pay the same 3,500 baht as everyone else. I just really like it there. And I it benefits me to have more entrepreneurs go because there's more people I meet uh, and we bounce ideas off each other and things like that. So that's that's really the only benefit I get out of promoting Pun Space. But I'm so happy that even though right now it's actually not that busy, there's not that many entrepreneurs right there right now. And um, and Ben just gave me this look, like you know, are you serious? But yeah, like when it's you know, I would say, you know, during the months that there's a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs coming through, uh, you man, you meet so many cool
1: people. Wow, that that's amazing because I, I've got to say that I thought it was packed. Like I thought I thought there were tons of people, and I thought that. Um, I just thought this was at maximum capacity, but I'm excited to see it in the future.
0: Uh, definitely. Well, tonight we're going to go to a networking event for entrepreneurs. At, I think it's called like internet marketing event at Coffee Monster, uh, which is the other co-working space. And I'm, I, you know, I, I think I, I wrote a blog post about it. Actually, I know. I think I was going to, but I just, I don't know if I did or not. Sorry. <laughs> but basically Coffee Monster is um, another co-working space that's a little bit more laid back. And I'm really happy that they do these events. So if you want to know what's a better co-working space, we're we're lucky to have both of them around. Uh, I personally like working at Pun Space because I just get more done there. Uh, I like the chairs better. I just like the the environment. But I'm really happy that Coffee Monster is there as a social place to go to once in a while. And also that they have these events. So tonight, uh, what's going on
1: there? Uh t- tonight we have a, a big barbecue buffet and it's only 250 bot which is uh, about 8 or 9 dollars for an all you can eat buffet marketing event. So, you know, I used to go to uh meetups uh back in California and those meetups for like lunch and dinner would be like 20 or 30 dollars at the door and quite frankly no one was really, really interested or Into dynamic business the way that people are here like folks were, you know promoting their local, you know dog food store And (laughs) you know here people are building stuff actively, you know, like I was talking to a guy the other day and already within like now and I mean between Three days ago, and now he already built a brand new business. And so that's that's pretty uh, fascinating because people are doing stuff at a very rapid rate here. And the reason why is because they can spend so much time focused and dedicated on a new project.
0: Yeah, and we have nothing but time, nothing but connections and resources. Um, actually, so I wasn't going to share this, but... Speaking of building new businesses in a in a week, since I, I had the last podcast just just a week ago, I now have a web design firm, <laughs> I guess, or a web design agency. I don't even know what, it, what do you call it, but basically the way it happened was somebody had messaged me on Facebook uh, asking me if I can make them a a logo for their CrossFit gym, and I, at first I was like um, I was like uh, yeah I I, 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 well, I mean at first before I responded to her I said. I was thinking in my head, well, you know, that's not really my, my forte. Um, but yeah, I, I know, you know, I'm sitting next to people at Punspace Space that can do it better than than anyone else she could hire. So if she's going to do it on her own, she would either go to 99designs, um, pay $99 for a stock template. She can go on, she, you know, uh, she can find someone to charge her $700 to make a custom logo. Uh, so obviously by her contacting me, that means uh, she doesn't know where else to go. So I I said okay yeah I'll do it no you know no worries um and I was I, I figured I, I'll just outsource it and at first I was thinking I was like oh maybe I should outsource it to Fiverr or something and get like you know and I was going to, what I was going to do is I was going to go out and get five different logos and it cost me 25 bucks and I could choose from those five. Uh, but I just happened to be sitting next to Ben who does <laughs> logos and I was like, all right, well, how about you do
1: it? <laughs> yeah. So before I came out here, I was, I was actually on Fiverr uh, making logos for people. So this is, this is fortuitous that, that I showed up cause um, I ended up making the logo and uh, we sent that off and not only did the person who ordered it get a great deal, um, but they also got a really high quality logo
0: yeah and I I, at the end of the day I firmly believe that you know I mean while she's super grateful uh, but the thing is at the end of the day I'm I'm building a service that I didn't even really think that was my you know a core competency of mine but I mean that's one of the benefits of knowing all these people you know I mean that's kind of what people are looking
1: for yeah and, and for less money than it would cost for other people to to source it and and come up with it themselves, you were able to provide them with a higher quality product for about half of what they would pay uh, elsewhere. So
0: then, so I sent her a logo, she loved it. And then I take a look at her website to see, you know, what's on the website, just so I can get ideas for it. And the website was, I can't even describe how bad it
1: was. It, It was the worst website I've ever seen.
0: Like, I, I think every single person who I showed the website to asked me, is it done loading yet?
1: <laughs> because as soon as I saw it, I started cracking up. And not just me, but, like, everyone that had glanced at the screen was cracking up as well. And it's no offense to anyone that that, that was involved with the website. It's just we were able to provide, like, s- well, so okay, much value.
0: So, so, to be fair, the website probably wasn't always that bad. I'm sure it was never that great. But what had actually happened, and, I, you know, I don't want to get into too many personal details of it, but... You know, from my understanding of it, the there was an ex-partner or something. Uh, and then when they left, they kind of left the, the website in, sh- in shambles. Uh, so they needed a new website, but obviously they didn't know who to go to. And they just happened to be my friend on Facebook or something. Uh, I, I, I don't even really know how they found me, but uh, so they contacted me on Facebook and they said, you know, Hey, you know, Johnny, I know you make websites. Can you make us one as well? And I did never thought of making people websites, but when I thought, when I think about it, you know, I I own like twelve websites, <laughs> and I've been I made all these websites myself, and I was like, and I not when when it comes to things that I can't do, I just have design, you know, my friends who are website designers make it, and at first I was like, I was a little bit uncomfortable, you know, asking her if I if she wanted me to design a website, uh, and you know, uncomfortable charging. You know, a lot of money for it. But when I kind of talked to more people, I talked to Ben, I talked to a couple of other guys. that was sitting around the table, and I said, "Look, you know, here's the situation. This you know, lady has a really terrible website, uh, and she needs a new one. You know, what should I charge, or what should I offer?" And they, you know, just gave me some ideas. And at the end of the day, her, I got her new website up within two days, and she loves it. And I, it could, it's probably one of the best looking sites. Uh, compared to her competition out there. So it's a a CrossFit site. It's a CrossFit gym. And if you look at any other CrossFit gym in her city or any state, uh, it's it's not only is it good looking, but it's also functional because I've done CrossFit for over a year, so I know exactly what people are looking for when they go to a a site. Uh, While a web designer, you know, they would put, you know, maybe the generic details up, you know, uh, about us page, contact us page, but they don't really know what people are looking for. I like because I've been to 20 different costume gyms, I've looked at 30 different costume websites. I know when I go to it, I always want to look at the schedule, I want to look at uh, intro classes, I want to look at what the WAD is. And you know, people don't even like a web designer from Pakistan is not going to (laughs) know what a freaking WAD is. So uh, I just stumbled onto this business. And a week later, not only do I have her website 99% finished. Uh, and she is the happiest customer in the world. Uh, uh and I've just randomly f- basically found another source of income. Uh, and I'm very proud of it because, as you know, Ben mentioned uh, he he used to work for a website building company, and they would have charged her how much for that
1: similar site? Uh, at least three thousand dollars. You know, I I've, I worked as a web designer for about six months, and I have to say that I never uh, worked on a website that was sold for less than two thousand dollars, and that's sort of minimum. It,
0: yeah. And how long would it take? Oh, for it would to get take
1: it uh, two or three weeks to produce. And yeah. so, you know, Johnny provided a great service, a fantastic value, and did it in record time. And so, those are the types of things that you can do when you're out here and you have all this free time and all these connections with people that do this professionally.
0: Yeah, and I would say definitely start now if you can. If you, I mean, if you if you know someone that wants a website built, you know, use your network. If you if you can't do it yourself, use your network to build it. I mean, and even p- people like me are your network, right? Uh, if somebody wants to pay you to make a website and you don't know who to, who to turn to, just send me an email or a message on Facebook and say, hey, can I use your web design guy? And I'll say, okay. I mean, and that's that's really all it takes. I mean, so if you find, you know, a local, let's say a restaurant or uh, a local business, you know, that needs a new website and they, put, they give you a $500 deposit, you know that they're serious and you can turn around and basically just hire a, a web designer and you be the middleman for it. And... And at the end of the day, what your job is, is to collect all the information, make sure it goes through smoothly, make sure everyone does it, you know, quickly. And the customer at the end of the day really does benefit from it versus them hiring some random, you know, guy from India or uh, hiring a big, you know, a web firm that's going to charge them, you know,
1: $4,000 for a simple site. Yeah. And so, you know, that now that we're talking about money, may, maybe we should talk about uh, how much it costs to live here and how much everything, uh, well, how little everything costs to uh, uh, get started. All right. So here's a breakdown of all my startup expenses. My When I originally came out, my target monthly budget was going to be $750 per month, which is roughly half of my fixed costs uh, back in California. But with the cost of living being so low out here, I I actually adjusted my budget even lower. So now I realize that I can live comfortably for about uh, $21,053, which is $650 uh, US per month. So here's a breakdown. My rent is $4,000, uh, 4000 per month, which is $123. Now Pun space, which seems pretty expensive comparatively, uh, it costs about 3000 baht per month, which is $93 US. But pun space is a great value. And I definitely suggest anyone that's coming out here uh, and coming out here, even bootstrapping, definitely invest in pun space. Um, so when I first,
0: you know, the center for pun space, I actually didn't want to, I was like, I can just go to coffee shops and it's, you know, 50 bot or 60 baht. If I just order a coffee and use the free wifi, it took me a long time to, to say, let me drop that 3000 baht. Uh, so it's actually 3500 if you pay month to month, but what Ben did, I think you paid three months to match or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I
1: I actually told them that I was going to pay uh, three months, and then I just paid one. <laughs> so they're <laughs> so they they going to charge me uh, $83, $83 US um, uh, at the end of the month, but... I, I told them that I was going to, and then I just handed them the money. So they, they accepted it. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. Then, so, so far, we have my rent, which is $123. We have the office space, which is $93. Next, food. If I spend $10 per month, I mean $10 per day, then food for an entire month will cost about $300 US. And so that's by far my biggest single expense. But... Um, if you compare it back to the States and the fact that I'm not cooking any of it myself, then it's actually a great deal.
0: And I've actually, so I'm a bit of a bad influence because I've been convincing
1: Ben to come out
0: with me to eat steak and ribs and stuff like that every a few times a week since he's been here.
1: But you know, it's not actually that big of a deal because, you know, even if you go out to a really nice restaurant, it's only going to cost, uh, about $5.80. And so what I do is for breakfast and lunch, I just eat, you know, dollar dollar 50 Thai food and then I actually come in under budget even after I eat like a really big western meal. And so, you know, all, all throughout the day, as long as I stay under $10 total, then I'm totally fine.
0: Yeah, that's quite like so, for example, on on my birthday, I'm, I'm inviting all my friends out to uh, this really nice restaurant. It's called Volcano, and it's like I would say it's equivalent to like a you know like a high end uh, restaurant that has it has a wine cellar inside of it. So that kind of gives you an idea of, of what kind of restaurant it is. Uh, great steaks, uh, you know, great, it's a you know great Italian food. But what's nice about that restaurant and every single other restaurant in Chiang Mai or in Thailand. Uh, is they also have a Thai food menu? So even though you know you can spend fifteen dollars on a nice steak and a, and a glass of wine, you can also for fifty baht order Thai omelet over rice, which is actually a very tasty dish. It's basically egg with a uh, ground pork stuffed in the middle and wrapped around uh, steamed rice. Uh, and and like in the U S you can't do that. You can't go with your friends to a steakhouse and, you know, say, well, you know what? I don't want to spend $20, you know, well, $40 on a steak or $60 on a steak. Let me just order the, you know, the, the value meal. Cause they don't, they just don't have that in the U S it's if, if a place is expensive, it's expensive for everything.
1: Yeah. So for people that don't know, fifty baht for that meal for that Thai food is about a dollar and sixty cents. So you can live really cheap out here, and that's what I've been doing. I've been eating like a big Western dinner, but then I've been uh, staying pretty cheap with the uh, Thai food uh, for my first two meals of the day.
0: And the thing is, do you enjoy the food?
1: Oh, it's fantastic. It's. It, I mean, it's it's great. Uh, and. It's so much more flavorful than anything you can get for a dollar and fifty back in the states. I mean, for a dollar fifty, you, you 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 can't get anything.
0: I remember, and uh, this almost sounds retarded now. Think about it, but back when I lived in L.A., I had this goal where if I can spend two dollars a meal, uh, I can live. You know, I can afford my to live in like a cool area in L.A. So the only way I could think of it was to buy. Um, like Lean Cuisine TV dinners when they were on sale for 5 for or $10. Oh my god! So, and this was my, you know, this is my idea of, uh, of saving money, but also being, you know, being on a strict diet at the time. I was like, okay, if I eat one Lean Cuisine three times, a, you know, three Lean Cuisines, you know, three times a day. Or whatever that means. One one lean cuisine three times a day. It's it's six dollars uh, for for the day, and I'm only eating you know a thousand calories, and that way I'll lose weight, I'll be in shape, and I'll be under budget.
1: And that's so silly. <laughs> okay, that's it's outrageous. Parted. But I have to say <laughs> that. You know, it's not like I'm wanting for anything. When when I eat food here, it's it's everything that I want. <laughs> I mean, I, I get to have you know uh, I eat mostly vegetables and protein, but uh, because I've been trying to gain as much weight as possible, I've been having white rice with lots of coconut oil or lots of grass fed butter, and that's been totally satisfying. And the flavors are fantastic, and the value is incredible. Because for the same dish, like if I were to get uh, coconut curry with uh, with rice and uh, a side of vegetables here it cost me 50 baht which is dollar 60 cents but back in the states that same meal would be like 17 or 18 dollars
0: yeah i definitely see that because thai food in the u.s is delicious but it's super expensive and actually it's not as delicious as it is here no
1: it, everything here it's it's like it's like uh you you you've turned the flavor notch uh, all the, the way notch. to 11. It's like, like, it's, like it's, what, is there. Yeah. it's so good i can't even explain it um
0: i actually i wouldn't know because ever since i moved to thailand i refused to eat thai food back in the u.s uh and every time i go back you know my friends are like oh yeah let's go to a thai restaurant and i just say no like why why would i do that you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, the week before I came out here, uh, a friend of mine who, who was celebrating me moving out to Thailand uh, ended up taking me to a Thai restaurant. And I had, you know, like uh, a saute which is, you know, like a, a pork uh, uh, pork sticks with like some barbecue chicken. Uh-huh. And like uh, I had a masaman curry, which is like a a peanut and and a coconut oil uh, or coconut milk curry. curry. And it cost, you know, 16, 17 bucks. And quite frankly, it was not very good. But out here I had the same meal and oh my God, it was incredible. And it cost me about one tenth of the price that it cost back in the States. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm really happy that you are able to to come out here, uh, get your, you know, basically get your store up and running right away. uh, And, you know, but you're still... You're still bootstrapping, which I completely understand. And I applaud you for that. Um, So what else is on that list that you have right there?
1: Um, Because I came out with only, uh, well, I came out with way less money than I expected. I ended up having to rent a motorbike. And so instead of buying a motorcycle like I've done in the past, because I've been out in Thailand a few times before. um, Instead, I've had to rent a motorbike. And so it's costing um, about 2,200 baht, which is 68 US dollars every month for a motorbike rental, which is silly because I can just buy one for uh, about 350 to $600 and then sell it for the same price when I leave. And so it's, it's silly that I have to lose this much money for the first few months, but until I build up my reserves and I end up with, you know, about a thousand dollars us saved up, which should take me about two or three months, I'm not going to buy a motorcycle until then.
0: You know what? Stop running that bike. All right. (laughs) When, when, when have you paid that bike up till?
1: Um, well, I've only been here. This is my eighth day and so I actually rented it on my sixth day. So, uh, I mean, on my on the third day that I was here. So I've had it for had it for uh, four or five days. So uh, about <laughs> I'm at the beginning of my month. So okay. I've got so a, the end I've of got the a month, few more weeks. At
0: the end of the month, give it back. Don't renew it. All right? I'm going to be in Europe for the next two months. So just take my bike. You could just borrow it. No charge.
1: Oh, All man. Right. That, well, <laughs> th- thanks. That's, that's awesome.
0: All right. And then when I get back, if you still haven't you know, saved up enough to buy a bike. I I don't see why you wouldn't, but like, I wish you would have just told me, right. If you just gave me that 2,500 bot, I would have said, look, let me go out and buy a a bike (laughs) with, you know, Hey,
1: that's another source of income. He's he's a bike (laughs) rental.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's literally any, if you, if you want a super easy way to make some money while you're out here, just buy like keep an eye out for for motorbikes that are you know in decent condition for a decent price and just rent them out to to other expats that are coming out uh, that are out for a while. I mean, and the thing is, you can save them some money. So instead of them paying two thousand five hundred baht a month, you can charge them two thousand, right? Or you can charge them you know one thousand eight hundred or whatever you want, and they save money uh, and you make some money from it. And I mean, think about it: two thousand five hundred, you know, two thousand five hundred baht is. Pays for an entire brand new bike in five months because you can buy a bike for between ten thousand to fifteen thousand baht, and I actually wrote about this in twelve weeks in Thailand. Uh, that was kind of one of the ways, you know, where you know where you can make money while living out in, in Thailand is you know is basically renting out motorbikes.
1: And and so it, it's pretty silly that I have that expense and it's costing me an extra sixty eight dollars per month, but. Uh, quite frankly, even with that extra expense, I'm still going to come in, uh, around $650 per month. And so I have a buffer of $28, uh, us, um, which I'll use for like shaving cream and new razors and any other, uh, expenses that might come up. But all in all that gives me a budget for of $650 US per month and quite frankly that's fantastic I mean I was expecting to spend at least 750 but I'm coming in a whole hundred dollars less than I expected
0: yeah and that's not even like I know you're bootstrapping, but that's not that's not giving up the niceties of life.
1: No, I'm actually having a fantastic time, and there's so many free activities here. There's new temples that I haven't explored yet. There's uh you know just even getting on your motorbike and riding around. Gas is so cheap that it's so much fun just to go on like a little joyride and check out new sites in the city. And I think it's, it's it's super cool that you're here and you're finding these things because
0: even though I've been here for a long time. A lot of things that you're, you're mentioning, I actually have never even heard of yet. So, for example, on Wednesday, me and Ben, uh, I mean, we're going to go check out the, what, what is it? The- uh,
1: Chiang Mai University Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Club. And so, <laughs> when you train out here, it can be really expensive, like a few hundred dollars per month. Uh, especially if you're going to a place like uh, like Team Quest or Phuket Top Team, all these places that that charge a few hundred dollars per month. Although you get fantastic training, uh, it's pretty expensive for somebody like myself who's bootstrapping. So there's this place called, uh, uh, well, there's uh, the university, the local Chiang Mai University. They have a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu club, and it only costs three hundred baht for a membership to the uh, Chiang Mai University which gym, $9. which is nine dollars for an entire year. Yeah, and
0: you know, yes, yeah, so it's not nine dollars <laughs> a month; it's nine dollars.
1: For an <laughs> entire year. And so I think they have a pool, they have a, like a weight gym, they have a big badminton court, basketball court, uh, a a Thai boxing ring, Thai boxing bags, and a big matted area where the Chiang Mai uh, University Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Club comes and meets. And so Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and sometimes on Saturdays, they show up and uh, roll around for a few hours. So we're going to check it out this Wednesday and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and things like that, it's crazy, because I've actually
0: been looking for a place to roll, because I do like classes, but to be honest, sometimes I kind of just want a place to, to roll, especially because, uh, so Ben, you know, is a pretty high-level jiu-jitsu guy, and I can just basically have him teach me some of the basics, you know? And you know, I don't necessarily want to drive out to, to a class somewhere, um, and what's really cool is CMU, the, the university, is literally five minutes from Pun
1: Space. Yeah. And so, you know, those are little things that that I've been finding since I've been out here and that I've been, uh, uh, well, I plan on sharing on my new blog, Bootstrapping HQ. And, you know, these are little things that for someone like, like Johnny, he's been here a while. These are things that folks that are bootstrapping there's that missing link that that i can sort of share and show people ways that you can be out here and save money while you're bootstrapping your business yeah that's really cool
0: what else is on the list of things you wanted to talk about or what have you accomplished this this week while we you know Well,
1: I want to let people know what I did with my $740, which I came out here with. So, you know, I expected to have $2,500 when I arrived, but because of my $2,000 mistake, um, (laughs) I only have, or I only had $740 when I came out. So, The first thing I did when I arrived was I got a a new iPhone 4. And that sounds like a big uh, extravagant expense, but what's really helped me to do was stay in contact with people through social media. And also I was able to download the Shopify um, app, which uh, is allowing me to keep in contact with with. People, as soon as I get like a new sale, I'm able to email the folks and stay really on top of my customer service because, you know, I expected to come out here with with more money and start hiring staff, you know, one person back in the States to take care of the phone and then like two or three people in the Philippines to help me upload products. But because I came out here with so little money, I have to take care of all that stuff myself. And so because I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night and answer phone calls, now I just have it alert me every single time I get an email or I make a new sale, and that way I'm able to stay on top of my business. And so even though a new iPhone 4 sounds pretty expensive, it only cost me $210, and that includes a full month of unlimited calling and unlimited data. And that's for a brand new iPhone 4. So you can definitely find cheaper phones out here, but I got an iPhone because I had an iPod, uh, an iPad. Uh, Sorry, an iPod, and I already knew the operating system, so it was easy for me to transfer over.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And you know what? I I went years without... An iPhone, but now that I have one, it it makes life so much easier. I mean, just a couple of times that you're driving around and you're lost, and someone can just send you a text with a a pin, you know, with a map pin. It just it makes your life much easier. Yeah,
1: and definitely downloading a Thai translation app. Oh my was God, it makes it so a lifesaver. Better. Certainly, one of the best investments I made was buying an iPhone or any sort of smartphone and using it while I'm out here. So it was a two hundred and ten dollar expense. Uh, And then on top of that, I had to put down two months of rent as a deposit on my apartment. So even though I'm only spending $123 per month on my apartment, I had to put down a total of $246 uh, as a a deposit. So total, including my rent, I had to put down... Uh, well over three hundred dollars uh, and close to four hundred dollars just to move in. So that's another added expense that folks that are bootstrapping need to pay attention to when you come out here.
0: Definitely, but you know when you move back when you move to an apartment in the U.S., you still have to pay first month's and last month's uh, rent and a deposit, and obviously you know and then sometimes you have like credit checks and you have um, utilities that you have to commit to a year for and people always get tricked where the first two months of your AT&T you know uh cable will, will only be you know $49 and then the third month from that point on is like $100 a month but i don't people always fall for it and i, I think it's so retarded cuz people know that, that you know when they say it's a, you know it's $40 a month uh and a big asterisk you know first you know two months only you know you're going to end up paying more but it's one of those things where we just allow ourselves to, to overspend, um, and almost allow these, you know, these companies to trick us into these crazy contracts.
1: And that's one thing that really surprised me about the phone service out here and the data plans out here is that it's all month to month and you can quit at any time. And yeah. it also is so reasonable. It only cost me $10 for an unlimited calling and unlimited data plan. So uh, all you need to do is you go to a 7-Eleven, you hand <laughs> yeah. them, you know. Like uh, seriously, 7-11. yeah, You go to 7-Eleven, you hand them 300 baht and say, charge it up. And then, boom, you're you're set. That's it. So uh, (laughs) uh, along with the phone and the uh, apartment, I also have that $68 bike rental fee. And then on top of that, in the past week, I've spent, well, in the past uh, seven, oh, sorry, eight days, I've spent $58 for food and water, which brings me to exactly $700. So right now, I have $40 to my name in Thailand, but... I have three hundred and one second. I have three hundred and sixty-eight dollars that are sitting in my uh, uh, bank account right now, back in the states, and it's being transferred transferred from my account in the states to my account at the Bangkok Bank uh, here in Thailand, and it's done a hundred percent for free through an ACH transfer. Now, the downside to an ACH transfer is that it takes five and sometimes 10 days uh, to get your money transferred. So even though I'll be living really cheap for the next week uh, on less than 40 bucks for this whole week, it'll be worth it because I know that I have money, I know that I have a profitable store, and I know that in the future, I won't have these issues as long as I continue making sales. You
0: know, uh, so almost exactly a year ago, I was in the exact same position where I had a couple hundred bucks in my U.S. bank account or one of my bank accounts. And I had to transfer it to another um, bank account because I had I think I had lost the ATM card or something for that first bank. So I knew I had money coming within a few days. But for those days, I had nothing. I, I think I had like 300 baht, which is 10 bucks. And I was too proud to, to ask anyone for any money. Uh, you know, at that time, like, you know, I was hanging out with, with Anton, I was hanging out with Kurt and they were both killing it online and they were making tons of money. And it actually, you know, thinking back, it was, I should have just said something. Uh, but I remember going out and what really pissed me off was I think, you know, we had ordered some food and, uh, I think I had to pay with, you know, hundred baht or something. And I was supposed to get back 60 baht and change. Right. And they didn't have change. So Kurt was just like, Oh yeah, you know, don't worry about it, but not in a way where don't worry about it for me. He was like, uh, he's like, I'll give you the, you know, your change at some point, you know, in, in time. And he, I know he didn't mean anything about it. And he didn't know how broke I was, but to not get that 60 baht and change that $2 and change, like ruined my plans of eating for that week. Uh, so you know, I, I know it's good to kind of pull yourself up by your own bootstraps but if it ever comes to just you know something as silly as not being able to eat because you're waiting for money to transfer in, just ask a friend
1: yeah and th- Thank You Johnny for actually uh, today when we were at the gym when I when we talked about this uh, he he offered to, to help tide me over but you know uh, I'm, I'm gonna see because I I am running a, a bootstrapping blog I'm gonna see if I can last for uh, for the for the whole week and only spend $40 US for the whole week. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh,
0: and you know, one other thing that you can do, uh, anybody could do is every single person uh, that comes out here usually has some kind of specialized skill that other people need or want. And you may not even you know realize it at the time, but like for you, for example, the couple of things that you can do business wise, you can make people logos, you can make people websites, uh, but also the things like personal training. You know, you've been a great personal trainer, and and even though you're a blue belt and not a black belt in jujitsu. To someone just starting out, you know, you can teach them the foundations better than, than most people. So these are all things you can actually charge for. And people would be happy to pay you, you know, the standard way. You know, It might be a low rate. It might only be 200 baht an hour or something, which you would never do back home. But out here, you know, hey, that's that'll last you a couple of days.
1: Yeah, that's actually a great idea. And and thanks for suggesting that because, you know, I, I am looking for any sort of way I can boost my income. And even though um, I'll probably make over a thousand dollars this month just judging off of how much I made in the first five days uh, I still want to make as much money as possible and while I'm bootstrapping I'm willing to learn anything and do anything to make a little extra money so if anybody's listening out there uh, come <laughs> contact me at pun space
0: <laughs> yeah definitely and you know it um, I mean here but here's the thing right, here's the honest truth all right so the not only so why am i friends with Ben why am I you know why am I offering to you know to give him my bike for free or, and things like this is because not only is a cool guy, he's a genuine guy, but he also brings value into, into my life. You know, he's a fun guy to hang out with, but also he's like, when we go to the gym, you know, he teaches me all this knowledge, uh, about, you know, proper squat form. I mean, he introduced me to this, you know, to the strong lifts app and things like that. And, you know, things that don't actually cost him any money, but it cost him years of research. You know, so these are, these are things that if you bring to the table uh when you meet someone, you know, they really appreciate that versus if someone, you know, comes and let's say they you know, they're not, you know, not the most interesting person and they don't bring anything at all to the table, then it makes it a lot harder for you to want to go out of your way to to help them out.
1: And there are things out there that you might not think are a big strength or uh is it might be a unique skill, but something like, like Johnny just brought up about, um, you know, increasing, his, uh, uh, well, increasing his knowledge about squat form and improving his squat form and helping him with his flexibility. Those are things that I've had to go through for the past 10 years since I started having knee injuries. You know, every time I would have a major knee injury and I spent two months in bed, then I'd need to re-stretch out all my ligaments. And so there are all these physical therapy exercises that I've learned and I've known how to do, uh. And I've spent years upon years perfecting them because, you know, if you look at a a doctor, you know, maybe they've spent, you know, two months uh, reading in a book how to do something. And then in practice, because they have so many uh, patients, maybe they've only worked with, you know, four or five patients of the course of, you know, 10 years that has that exact issue. And so because I've spent the past 10 years dealing with knee issues, I really feel like I'm an expert in knowing how to rehab knee issues. And so uh, when I saw Johnny having his flexibility issues, there are two or three little tricks that I showed him, uh, two or three little um, physical therapy tricks that I've learned uh, and I've used in the past that I was able to greatly accelerate his progress when it came to squat form and flexibility. And so when we started squatting, he, he asked me, he was like, so how long do you think it's going to take? I, I, I bet you it's going to take me six months before I can squat deep. And I was like, well, uh, two months and check it out. It's been one, one week <laughs> and now he's squatting parallel, which was unthinkable before. And so I have no doubt that within two months, he's going to be squatting deep and uh getting full flexation on his knees
0: oh i i do want to thank you and also i want to mention to anyone else having the same problem uh the two major things that helped me the most one was realizing that it's okay to widen my stance uh, and that everyone's body is built differently and that's something that ben pointed out because i used to think i had to have my my feet uh, shoulder width but, you know, so then if I have a shoulder width, I have to use plates on the, my heels. Uh, but Ben said, you know what? If you have to go wide, just just go wide.
1: Yeah. If you look at, you know, uh, squat videos online of like people that squat, you know, eight or 900 pounds, these professional power lifters, plenty of them squat deep, but they also squat with wide stance. So why not do it? You know, if you have a personal trainer that tells you, you have to have your feet facing forward, you, you have to have your, uh, you have to have your feet shoulder width apart. Uh, fire trainer and get somebody that comes at it with a more holistic approach.
0: I, I, I like that. Another thing that helped me a lot was a tool that was like a you know a twenty dollar rubber band. Um, I ended up ordering one myself, and I
1: have no idea when it's actually going to arrive from you know was Ohio or something. But what, what's the name of that? Uh, it's called a slingshot, and um, it's popularized by <laughs> by Mark Bell and uh, Kelly Starrett, who's a really fantastic. Uh, physical conditioning coach and somebody that's interested in the whole approach when it comes to the body. He has a great book called Becoming a Supple Leopard. And uh, he talks about how to use the entire body as a single unit to maximize its efficiency. And so, you know, Johnny was having issues with activating certain parts of his body uh, that didn't know that they were supposed to be activated when um, he was going into flexation with his knees. And so what we did was we used this rubber band and we put it uh, about an inch below his kneecap. And because it had inward pressure, it activated certain muscles in his body that didn't know that they were supposed to be activated when he went into flexation with his knees. And so as he went deep with the band on, because those muscles were already activated, when he started going deep, they activated and made sure that he had proper form when he came down, and he went parallel the first time that he put it on.
0: Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I mean, you
1: know, this little, I mean <clears throat> there's, there's certain things in
0: life where I don't really want to recommend shortcuts and tools, but there's some tools that just, just work so well. Yeah, Uh, and and these are just one of them.
1: And that's something that I learned from just having so much experience with knee injuries and learning how to add uh, add flexibility to my legs after so many times of of you know uh, laying in bed and and losing that flexibility. And so these are types of things that you can bring to the table that you don't even know are strengths and don't even know are marketable and things that people want.
0: All right, so we we kind of. Uh, going a little bit over on time. Uh, is there anything kind of last things you wanted to mention?
1: Well, I also want to say that there are things uh, unexpected costs that are like uh, bed sheets and uh, comforter things that don't come with your apartment that you would need to buy while you're out here. So I actually bought pretty expensive bed sheets. Uh, I I spent 120 dollars on bed sheets and I put that on a credit card uh, because I bought it at a big store, but even though it's a big expense, I know that I'm going to make, uh, you know, more than enough money to take care of it that, this month. And, you know, even though it, it would take me over my physical cash budget, I know that I'll make enough to be able to pay it off.
0: But they did have an option where you can pay more per month and rent the sheets, right?
1: Um, no, they didn't. Not not when you rented, um, rented it for three months like I did. If you rented for a month uh, or less, then they do provide sheets. Um, but... For, for someone that's staying there for three months or more, they recommend that you buy your own. And the reason why I bought such expensive sheets is because I figure we spend uh, one third of our lives in bed. And Because I'm out here trying to maximize my efficiency and trying to maximize my uh, work-to-rest ratio, having high-quality sleep and sleeping in really nice sheets opposed to, like, scratchy, really cheap ones was really important to me. And so I got uh, a comforter and um, a nice bottom sheet and two pillows and uh, all that stuff for about 120 bucks, which is pretty expensive. But I have to say it's been helping me sleep at night.
0: Okay. And, you know, sleep really, really is important. So yeah. a couple of things don't don't skip on is quality of sleep. Second is quality of food.
1: Yeah. And um, another thing is buying grass-fed butter and grass-fed, um, uh, buying grass-fed butter and grass-fed beef is actually really easily easy out here. Um, there are quite a few places you can buy grass-fed butter. And one of them I just found is right here at the Maya Mall, which is at the... Uh, right up here at, at the corner of the light here in the in the district that we're in, Neiman. And so you don't even have to go that far. And you can find grass-fed beef, grass-fed butter, and all that stuff uh, really close by.
0: Yeah. and that's. I'm really happy that, that they have it here. I mean, to be honest, I think from now on, anywhere I live in the world, is going to have to have access to things like that. I mean, it's just because it's, it's so
1: much healthier. And it increases your quality of life. Yeah.
0: All right, cool. Uh, and then,
1: uh, so you also got your blog up, right? Yeah. So because I have all this free time now um, for this next two weeks, I'm going to spend almost all my time working on these blogs and building them up. I have two blogs. One is bootstrappinghq.com, where I'm just chronicling, you know, the cost of living and everything that I'm doing out here. And you know, it's not really monetized or anything, but I just want to share with people, you know, the missing step between you know just starting out. And killing it online. And so I'm just detailing everything that I spend and how much it costs. And you can follow me at bootstrappinghq.com. And then I also have another blog on fitness and and diet which and lifestyle as well. And you can find that at www.thegrassfedlifestyle.com. Okay, very cool.
0: And I'll, I'll have links to all this in the show notes. It's episode 40 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. Dude, I can't believe we're at 40 episodes already. I'm, I'm super excited. <laughs> Thank you guys all uh for for being uh, you know, listeners and not just for listening, but also, you know, commenting, sending nice messages and especially those iTunes reviews. Uh so, it is my birthday this week and what would make me happier than anything is if you guys left a review on the iTunes store. It's a clunky, you know, mechanism, but you basically have to open your your actual iTunes app, search for a like a boss podcast and then you have to click a bunch of things, but you will figure it out. You guys are all smart guys. Uh, so that'd be awesome. Uh, if you guys want you know, links to any of the resources at all, be there as well. Or you can just go to johnnyfd.com and click on resources. Uh, the dropshipping course that both me and Ben took and the reason why we're both out here is, you know, big thanks to Anton. So it's AntonMethod.com.
1: Go Anton. Yeah.
0: And also, uh, if you guys want, uh, you get 20% off Shopify plans for life and they are now officially a show sponsor. Thank you guys. Shopify. Uh, for those who don't know, I've been using Shopify for over a year. That's what Ben uses. That's what Anton recommends. So it's really easy for me to say, yep. You know, I would love for you guys to be a show sponsor. Uh, and if you want to use, you know, that coupon, you basically just go to either travel like a boss podcast.com resources, um, or just go to com and click resources. And there'll be a link there where you can sign up for new Shopify plans, uh, and get 20% off for life, which I think is super cool of them to, to offer that. Cause that's something to be honest that we, we would have you know paid for full price anyways. And I, and I pay full price for it, um, till now. So, uh, that's about it. Ben. Thank you for having, uh, being on the this, this show again.
1: Yeah, th- thank you for having me on again. And there's so many things I want to talk about that we didn't even touch on. But I guess you can you can check out my blog and, and hear about them. And uh, thank you so much for having me on.
0: No worries. All right, peace out, guys. See you guys next week. Thank
1: you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast.
0: If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week, and remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today, and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.